0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's episode of Word for the Week. Uh, To my left, we have the lovely Melvin, and to the right, we have the lovely Adrian. Sir, Adrian, I doubt you have a definition for us this
1: week. I doubt that you're right, because I do have one. Press X for doubt. So yeah, Word for the Week, guys, is doubt. And my definition of it is simply when you feel like your capabilities are insufficient to achieve the goal you have ahead. What do you guys think of that? (laughs) can you repeat it for me please of course when you feel like your capabilities are insufficient to achieve the goals you have ahead bro
0: we spoke about this the other day right okay i was saying how i was going through like some sort of existential crisis how everything just doesn't mean what it used to mean
1: what do you you need to elaborate bro Everything the that audience we, doesn't every, know your existential everything crisis. Everything
0: that we're doing right now just seems fake, right?
2: We're in an illusion right now. Yeah.
0: Everything just feels like a simulation right now. And uh, like I was telling you the other day, like what, what point is there? What is the end point? What is the end game? What is the end goal of everything that we're doing right now on this planet, right?
2: It's when Thanos snaps his finger. Okay. we don't want to we don't no, want to okay, end up no like more. that <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but um, it just feels to me at least it feels that we're not we're not fulfilling the points that we should be in order to get where we want to go you know
1: as, as what as a person as a, as a people as, as human race as a human race humanity
0: we're just consuming
1: right we're
0: not doing anything of substance or maybe so, like some people are Right. Yeah, um, I mean you
1: have a UNICEF and Amnesty, but are they really doing anything? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just it's
0: just all a ploy. It's Except just a run after it's us just on a the facade, streets, bro. bro. It's just a facade.
1: They run after us on the streets with their freaking fundraisers. Exactly. And it
0: just it seems
1: like for me personally I have a lot of doubt in
0: like people are in positions of power lately, you know? Mm-hmm. Everything just seems very general no one's doing anything it's just oh we got to support this but we got to support that but nothing ever happens
1: so you're saying that the realm we're living in i didn't expect to go this deep this quick we're going (laughs) but so deep so
0: quick bro that's okay so
1: you're saying that the realm we're living in is basically it's like a treadmill yeah we're treating it like a treadmill that's what you're saying yeah as people as humanity
0: yeah we're just running on it endlessly and is this something
1: is this something that the politicians can fix is it up to them or is it up to us?
0: It's a collective thing. Okay. But they're keeping us in the dark mm. about a lot of things. Yeah. Right? Because if you scare the masses, then like people will be afraid. And when people are afraid, that's when danger comes.
1: Mm. That's true. And also when people revolt against authority. Exactly, yeah. So I don't blame them, but...
0: At the same time, there could be other things in place that, that could benefit the world at large.
1: What I do think is very interesting what you're saying because right now we're seeing so many examples of authority being misused. You know, you have even in the past two weeks, you had what's happening in Israel with the new law, uh, with the new law jurisdiction. And you have the Silicon Valley Bank and you have the FTX, which happened a few months ago. But the point is generally that people are losing their faith in authority. Yeah. So they did this in the U.S. a few months ago, I remember, where they asked people, do you trust that authority acts in good faith? A majority of people said no. So maybe that's a very good indicator of what you're saying.
0: Well, I mean, good faith is kind of just a term thrown around these days. Mm. You know, I don't think... I think large governments, large people in power, communities at whole, I think we're all just consuming. You know, we're greedy. We don't, we're not doing anything to better like future generations or trying anything new, you know. Everything's just the way it was.
1: So you, the way it's supposed to be. So we haven't made technology, technological process.
0: Of course we have, but it's all for consumption. You get a new iPhone every year. This is true. You get a new laptop every year. You get a new, you get the latest TV. You get the latest gaming console. You get the the newest games. You, we're just consuming, 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 consuming. You know, we're not doing anything to give back. And eventually it's all gonna collapse.
1: So what you're saying is that us having new iPhones in itself isn't wrong, but the guys digging up the cobalt in mines in Congo, that's what's wrong, pretty much.
0: No, not necessarily because everybody needs a job, right? Or, And those men are probably working really hard to provide for families in a place where jobs are probably very scarce and the world the world revolves around money, mm-hmm. right? There's no two ways about it. Right. So everything that we do is, is for a dollar, for a krona, for a euro, whatever it may be. But I have doubts that like bigger powers, more people in power have anything of like, have any good for us, for the little man. Mm. There's no, there's no like, okay, like save for the, save for your house, you know, get a loan on the car, get a loan on the house, have a family, those kind of things. There's there's none of that stuff anymore.
1: Well, they are encouraging loans. Yeah, of course they are. Especially here.
0: Of course they are because the banks are failing. Mm yeah <laughs> they need the money bro
2: have you guys watched a movie or even series called snow piercer no
1: no what is have that you heard about it no
2: it's i've heard about it I've it's the it. story about like the world came kind it's coming to an end because of like global warming and now it's completely cold and the only way to survive someone invented train and then a train where continuously on the track i yeah. have seen it actually and then and they eat the cockroach yeah yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. so yeah, like yeah. Uh, <laughs> different levels so the people who, they weren't allowed, they were getting rich people in, right? But then the poor managed to enter the train mm. and they were put in the back of the train mm. and they were forced to like uh, like put the coal and like do the hard stuff, you know, for the people in the rich in the front of the train to like have a perfect life, live the lavish lifestyle just because of the poor. So I mean, if once a person is rich, not everybody, but I think when you're rich, you don't really look... To the people who are really really poor yeah. you might obviously probably sponsor people who are like low class you probably think about people who are poor but yeah, like you feel bad for you them, feel right? bad and yeah. you probably like donate stuff and that's not that's amazing yeah but there isn't really big change to the people who live in the poor lavish styles there's never a big difference no. slums do grow smaller they grow bigger day by day so so i mean the rich. They're not really. The people in, in the power who like have power don't really look too much to the people who have no power because yeah, no power has no say to anything. Yeah.
0: There's a reason kings and queens used to build their castles on the top of hills hmm. and build a moat around their castle hmm. so, so that they could keep their assets close to their chest. You know, there wasn't any, there wasn't any, if they wanted to, everyone could live the same but if they did that then like everything falls apart right so i do understand it i do understand that we can't just hand out a million dollars to everybody
1: yeah. i'm sure if you handed out a million dollars to everybody it would end up it in would the same show place. yeah you it would show very quick why people were rich in the first place yes. and why people were poor in the 100%, first place Hundred percent, because you see with nfl players seven years after they retire some of them they go bankrupt right.
0: yeah
2: i might disagree with you in some point because let's say in india People are born in poverty due to culture.
0: Most people born into poverty now are like due to historical events. And, yeah. And and
2: actually, there's culture. I um, I watched a documentary. The source, don't trust me, bro. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I mean, like, there's a way they have like a levels of, um, I can't say lifestyles, but like, it's a religious thing, I guess, where if you're born in this category, you're da- you're you're damned to that category for life and your family. Oh yeah, the Hindu, you, the Hindu yes. thing. Yeah, I've heard of this. So yeah. some people are born into poverty and they are forced to stay in poverty unless probably they find a way out of the country or out of that culture. But I mean, like they are forced to being poor. It's not them who probably give them money and they uh, end up becoming poor again in a few years. But it's like they've just been born in that culture and they can't get out of it. Mm-hmm. And that's. Uh, how would some people live? I mean, it's
0: it's extremely difficult to get out of the poverty cycle. Yeah. Like almost impossible, yeah. I would say. I've seen it firsthand. It's You can't save enough. You can't live in a decent place. You can't get more education. You can't get more work. You can't get any of that stuff. And it becomes increasingly difficult when, when um, more and more people are becoming like that.
1: You know, what I think is really sad is that especially in third world countries, I look at the situation people are born in as destinies. Nobody chooses which situation they're born into. Yet here in Norway, we have a very good system where it doesn't matter how bad of a situation you're given at birth. There's so many ways to get out of it. There's free education, free health care, and you have the knob, which makes good arrangements for, you know, child that live under the, the poverty limit and everything. But countries like South Africa, Brazil, you know, South America, not to shit on all Brazilians, you know, but...
0: Take it with a grain of salt.
1: Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is that in some countries, if you're born in to a bad destiny, there's no way out of it. I remember when I was in South Africa and we drove past this like maybe two kilometers of just these sheds. It was sheds with tin roofs. Yep. And anyone who was born into that village is never making it out. No. Never. And it almost made me feel guilty for being privileged. Yeah, Being born where you were.
0: That's why I've I've had this argument for a long time. Well, maybe not a long time, but since I moved to Europe. I grew up very blessed, very, very lucky. And I always had this argument that when I came over to Europe, I said, well, I didn't say, I didn't tell people, but I had this idea that there was almost like a, a... Place of birth privilege, mm. because like you say, in, if you're born in Norway, it doesn't matter how bad things are for you. You can get out of it. You can make something of yourself.
1: You may not be a millionaire, but you can still get yeah, out of it. You That's can still get
0: like a house, have a nice family, whatever it may be. Yeah. But, and I understand that life is what you make it. But there's a, a huge statue of limitations. You know, there's only s- so many things that you can do right in order to get where you want to be, right? Yeah. And I always say that, I mean, you've seen this, I'm sure you've seen it in Kenya a lot, but there's there's just some situations that you cannot ever get out of. And my heart goes out to those people, you know?
2: I mean, I've seen uh, firsthand let's say in Kenya, like probably there's a family in poverty, they're struggling to get out of it, they're not managing to get out of it. But the only way they know how probably that child will be able to get out of the, the poverty lifestyle is to educate the child, <clears throat> Sorry, to take, to take the child to school, to take the uh, child to become a person that will le- help them leave the poverty lifestyle. Yeah. Because when you get a child, that child, let's say in my culture, the child is seen to be like, they will help you in the future in one way you're expected to it's not like you it's like culturally like obviously you will become uh, you become wealthy and you will obviously want to help your family back home yeah so i mean in let's say in Kenya children are taken to school nowadays it's like uh, it was wasn't like that in the past but nowadays they take their children to school to enable it them to leave the poverty lifestyles like taking them to education let them letting them to be become doctors to become lawyers. And there are people who were in slums, living in lo- in slums, but they got out, and they pulled their whole family out of the slums, yeah. just be- due to the parents wanting the child to be out of poverty. Yeah. So there is a w- tiny way out, but for sadly, for many cult for many people, it is really, really tough. Yeah. And only a small percentage gets out. Yeah. And that's the sad part. Even yeah. though, let's say in the, po- in po- in politicians or people who are like high above like like their leaders, right? Mm. They always like tell you before elections, like, hey, we will help you out. We will build yeah, we'll stuff this, in this, the slums, this, yeah. Ele- elect me as your president. Person becomes president, nothing happens. Yeah. And it's a cycle and a cycle every year. Mm. And, the, and the slums don't seem to become smaller. No. Poor people don't seem to become any better. It's probably even right now, it's even worse due to the inflation happening in the world. Yeah. So it is kind of sad that the leaders will lie just to become leaders. Well, but the lacking... It's a
0: position of power. Sorry, no, It's a position of power, and that's what I want. Yeah, Because once you've got the power, you hold all the cards, and then you can do what you want.
1: Well, one thing I noticed in today's day and age is that the media loves talking about LGBTQ rights. They love talking about how men and women need to have the same rights, especially here in Scandinavia, where men and women have the same rights. But what they don't want to talk about is how people born into poverty in underdeveloped countries don't have the same opportunities as anyone else. If I ask all of you listeners, imagine there's someone born into a situation they will never be able to get out of. Look at us. We have everything. We have education. Yeah. We have we have uh, child support arrangements. We have everything we yeah. need. And then we're complaining about LGBTQ rights. Well, I mean, we're
0: not complaining.
1: No, the media is complaining. No, the media is complaining. The media is projecting the issues of maybe 0.3% of the population onto the rest of us when how many people in the world live on live in with hunger with poverty
0: yeah i mean there's definitely many problems in the world right mm-hmm. whether it's how you identify how you get your food how you get your water whatever it may be i just i just have doubts for me personally that People in power are abusing it in order to line their own pockets and in order to help like friends and family and stuff, which I don't blame them, mm. right? I don't blame them. That's almost human psychology. You got to look after your own and then you can look after other people. But for the large majority, it's just it's keep the little man in the dark, make sure he works well make sure they comply with what they need to do and then we can carry on living our lives right and that's why i think this because once you got money you got power and once you got power you can get respect and once you got respect you can move on from from these things and you can actually make a difference in the world i um I salute a lot of the big YouTubers and stuff, right? Like Mr. Beast is doing great things. But then whether it's media, whatever, bad bad promoing, whatever the case may be is, you hear these stories about Mr. Beast. He's actually not that nice of a guy. But if you see him on video, he's actually a, he's a super sweet, down-to-earth kind guy. He gives a lot of his money away. He sets up all these charities and stuff. So you don't know what to believe anymore. So you have you have self doubt in what you like what you're hearing what you're seeing because this guy is such a nice guy but the media says that he's actually an asshole on set and you know you've got this conflict right you don't know you don't know what to believe yeah. and it seems like th- nowadays everything is just contributing to this doubt the media says one thing politicians say another thing Somebody else says something else and nobody knows. Everyone says they've got the facts, they've got the sources, they've got this, they've got that. But nothing's actually true. Have Everything just seems like perspective.
1: Have I heard the term that the media doesn't say what you're supposed to know? They tell you what they want you to believe.
0: Yeah,
2: 100%. But I think that's where doubt becomes a positive thing because um, doubt in one way makes you makes your mind, let's say, Juggle makes your mind like work because doubt will make you make decisions, whether it's correct, what is right, what is wrong. It makes you more thoughtful in a way, because mm-hmm. doubt might be negative, but at the same time, doubt will help you know to figure out what's the correct information. Let's say you have doubt, you don't know if the person is the person as the media portrays or the person that you think he is, you know? And that's where doubt comes in and makes you more thoughtful, makes you think deeper to make the right decisions, to make you know what to believe. And it might be negative to make you think too deep into it, which probably isn't uh, that deep, but then at the same time, it makes you know or makes you think deeper and more critically to know If that's correct or that's uh, wrong information, for example.
0: But you're assuming that most people on this planet are not cheap. And you're assuming that they think freely.
2: People don't think freely. No. The media media
0: controls them. Exactly. So the media puts out this thing. You have to wear a mask. Otherwise, you're going to die. You have to. Let's say hypothetical situation.
1: I don't know. I kind of disagree with this because were you in Norway during COVID? Yes. Okay. They didn't say you would die if you didn't wear a mask. You they will just get said, sick,
0: you make other people sick, you cause everything to spread. Which fair.
1: Which is true. Which is true. But it's not black and white. I agree with that. It's grey. It's a gray situation. It is a grey
0: situation. Everything's a gray situation. Yeah. Nothing's black and white these days anymore. No. If you search does coffee make me blind, you'll find <laughs> research that that says coffee will make you blind. And if you search does coffee improve eyesight, you will find research yeah. that that says coffee improves eyesight. So nothing is black and white anymore these days. Everything is gray because every study on any topic has already been done and it comes out both ways. So it's everything that we know is believed. Yeah, exactly. But then, like everything that you're trying to figure out, can be argued for both sides.
1: Yeah, but all science evolves, right? So it's not like what we know is right today is going to be right in 10 years, 15 years. No, of course. Look at science 100 years ago. Of course. 150 years ago, 500 years ago. Of course. So it's not like all the science has already been done. That's, we're no, living in this science right now.
0: But that's what we base most of the facts on, right? Yeah.
1: Because it's science right now, studies right now,
0: that we base most of the facts
2: on. And we're living in those studies right now. Yeah.
0: This is so, true. So we can't, we can't take something now and be like, oh, in, in 10 years it'll change.
2: Obviously, 100 years ago, there was... I don't know if you guys heard the story about how they used to remove a tumor from someone's head. They used to, like, bash a hammer in someone's (sighs) head. Or was it to the eye? I think it was to the eye. I don't remember. I can't uh, factualize the whole thing. But, I mean, like, it is true that in 10 years or 20 years of what we said about COVID, probably there's a different way we could have tackled this problem in 20 years. But at the same time... the. They, in one way, incorporated laws to scare us in one way to force to follow... During COVID, you mean? Yeah. I mean, generally, like also COVID. Generally. To, to make us scared. For example, the vaccine.
1: Yeah, but the vaccine is COVID.
2: Yes, I'm, I'm asking really? I'm telling you one example. Okay. Is the vaccine during COVID. Right. So, they incorporated fear in you. Like, everybody I knew, they were, they were like full of fear. Like, hey, we got to get vaccinated or you'll yeah. die. Yeah. Or you get vaccinated, you're going to have... Uh, Major issues when you get COVID, while others who didn't take the vaccine have probably gotten lighter COVIDs than them, and then uh, it all factualizes. It's it's a gray area. It's a yeah, it's a huge it's gray a really area. sensitive area too to talk about because yeah. you can get into conflicts. We've had like hot debates on tables due to vaccines and everything. Yeah. but it is it is. and why would you choose to believe the vaccines? Would you do you research why you took the vaccine, or did you do it because the media told you to do it? Like leaders told you, like, hey. Get a vaccine. What do you think?
1: I have asthma. That's why I took the vaccine. Makes sense. Okay. <laughs> so, and also I would argue that in the same way that this whole situation wasn't, wasn't black and white, there were probably people that did need the vaccine. I, I don't think we should get too much into the vaccine yeah, discussion because no. it's, no, no, it's a very I sensitive to... topic. Yeah. Obviously, we've had this before. We all disagree on it. Or at least I disagree with you guys. So just for context, uh, I'll say that. <laughs> but one thing I do want to talk about is self-doubt. I, when I sat and prepared for this episode, I thought, actually, I doubt myself every single day. Yeah. Do you guys do this too? I think you have to. Okay, interesting.
0: It's uh for me personally, I don't know about you, but for me personally, it's a very thin line, right? Because as you guys know, just coming out of uh, the lovely COVID times, I didn't have much human interaction and stuff. I was stuck at home. I just had. Very few friends, new country, new people, all of that stuff. And coming out of COVID and joining a university, I just, I had to put myself out there. But I didn't have the confidence or the the self-reassurance. Or the good looks. Or the good looks. Or the chat. All, or any all of that odds stuff. were stacked against every, him. Every odd he was stacked himself against himself so much. So much. And... Like what I realized for me personally is that I needed to just fake it. Because if I fake the confidence, I would eventually just believe it and just roll with it. So that's what I did. And it worked. Mm. It always works. Fake it till you make it. But it doesn't mean that I didn't have self-doubt every day in the things that I was doing, in in the studies that we're going for, in, in businesses that we're trying to start. All of those things. There's always self-doubt. But I think that's what keeps you on your toes.
2: I think self-doubt leads you to grow. Because yeah. um for example, you it'll help you um, think about the assumptions you have. Like say you have assumptions on one topic or one thing in your life. And you have self-doubt. You're doubting, you're like, is this really worth it? For, I can give it a perfect example right now. I have, I have so much doubt that if I should work next week. Next week is Easter. <laughs> and I'm, like, doubting. Should I go to work? Or should I stay home, relax at least one week without thinking about school, without thinking about work? Or should I go to work and earn some money? Yeah. And that's that's one thing. like um, Doubting is helping me think, what's the right decision to make? Should I work or should I not work? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in one way.
1: I think also doubt gives you a good estimation of how difficult the task you have ahead is. So let's yeah, say you want sure. to achieve something. I think doubting yourself means that it's something you should go after. Sure. Because if you only went after things you you had a hundred percent confidence in that you can achieve with all the tools you have at hand right now, mm. you're not gonna have to develop, you're not gonna have to go through hardships in the pursuit of this goal or whatever it is. Then it's probably not a a goal that's worth pers- pursuing because you're not gonna grow from it.
2: Yeah. Although uh, doubt can can uh, lead you to excessively second uh yes, excessively second uh. How do I put it? Um second guess or like think you too you're thinking too much about the thing that you might be like, yeah, no. And yeah, supposed o- o- to be overthinking,
1: yeah. yes. Yeah. But so I, I would so also positive. But I would also argue that overthinking is good.
2: It is good. In some I'm an overthinker. And in some ways. In some ways, yes, in some it, ways
1: no. I would say at a point it limits you. Yes, it does, a hundred percent. Over worrying, yes, but
0: overthinking, no. Overthinking, yes. I'm no. an
2: overthinker myself, and I can personally say overthinking
0: limits me in some parts of my life i told you bro the other day i went down a rabbit hole and it was so hard to get back out because you just start thinking about everything and everything just goes off on a a tangent and then to come back and and to like uh, assess everything that you've just thought about is extremely difficult
2: being an overthinker once you enter the period of overthinking it takes your whole day off you can't think about something else apart from that one thing you're overthinking. Yeah. You can be stuck in one thing for three days, get nothing done. And as an overthinker, I can say that it is not always positive. But
1: that's not overthinking, that's procrastinating. No. That's
0: no overthinking. it's overthinking. Overthinking. Because you're stuck You're stuck on one problem. It's not about the and work. You can't, you can't move forward until this one problem's finished.
2: You're thinking about it. It's not about only like work you're supposed to do. It's also about thoughts. Let's say me and you have an argument. Mm-hmm. And then I go back home and I'm thinking, was it my fault? What did I do wrong? How, how I could have done this differently? Blah, 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 blah. And this will take over my mind for like three days straight. Mm. Me wanting to solve the thing, but at the same time I'm still thinking about it. Yeah. So overthinking doesn't necessarily have to do about work that you're procrastinating. It's also about thoughts you have in your mind. That's why it's an overthinker. Yeah. You know, you're thinking about it.
1: Do you have anything to add? No, I don't. I just disagree with you guys. You disagree? Yeah, I do. In what sense? Because I'm a big believer in snowball effects, okay? Mm -hmm. I strongly believe that everything good that's going to happen to you is going to derive from thinking. And the more you think, the more things are likely to happen, right? So like manifestation, basically? No, not necessarily manifestation. But let's say I, I sit in my room, right? And I don't know what I want to do with my life. The more I sit there and think, oh, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Obviously, if you overthink in that sense that it keeps you stuck in one point, then it's destructive.
0: Yeah, but overthinking can lead to actions. Yeah. Right. I, I don't know what I want to do with my life. I'm stuck in this room. Let me research something.
2: Yeah, just let, let me, me let
0: find out. Let me- so you start doing actions. But thinking yeah.
2: more isn't the same as overthinking. Because yeah. more and over is completely two different terms. More means you're thinking like a little bit more deeper in it. Mm. Overthinking, you're excessively thinking about a thing.
1: About one thing.
0: Yes. About one topic, Over like your, one idea. Let's
2: say water. You drink water. One, two glasses, you're under drinking. F- six to eight glasses, you're drinking perfectly. You're helping your body. You're um, detoxify. You're perfect. Mm. You're drinking four, five, six liters you're over-drinking. Is that good for you? No. No. Six to eight glasses a day. Is it good for you? Mm-hmm. Yes. So there's a difference between over and excessive drinking. You can drink two to three glasses of water. That's under-drinking. It's not good for you, but you can you can drink more water, and it gets better for you, right? Yeah. You end up drinking six to eight glasses. But once you start drinking 10 to 12 glasses, you're over-drinking now, and you're going to end up into hypo, hyper... Some no, scientifical uh, term,
1: next, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> scientifical <laughs> term, and we're not scientists. Guys. <laughs> and you're drowning <laughs> in water,
2: and uh, at the end. So I mean, there's a difference between overthinking and thinking more yeah. inside the box.
1: Yeah, well, box. if it keeps you stuck, then obviously. But as I said earlier, the more you think, the more snowballs you can get going. So that that was just my point. But
0: that's the problem: is that once snowballs get going, is that it's really hard to stop them. That's that's the major issue.
1: Not if they're good snowballs. <laughs> good if, if they're existential crisis what if snowballs what if the that villages just keep <laughs> rolling, then yes.
0: Exactly. What if there's a village at the bottom of the hill and the snowballs just rolling?
1: Damn, that's deep. Well, then you, then, there's been no such case of a village. Then being you have
0: to man up and you have to stop the snowball, bro. That's it. That's all you can do.
1: So have you guys ever had a snowball that got too big? Huge
0: snowball. Always.
2: Okay, we can go to a hypothetical scenario you're the snowball it's co- you' you're, it's going down the hill it's going good right and you have a village at the bottom but you didn't know about it. let's say you work for a company you're you're becoming your you're, pro- you're becoming you're progressing in a company you're becoming a boss right but then once you reach at that top you realize you're robbing the poor and and your values has never agreed to rob the poor would, uh, so how would you stop? Uh, hitting the village because you already know that your snowball is targeting the village. So, how would you stop it? Will you continue letting the snowball run down and become a CEO of the company and continue to drop the poor, or will you consider your own values and try to change it up or quit the job in one way to yeah. stop the snowball to run down?
1: I think if you're already at that point where all you care about is getting to the top of the company, then all your values are thrown out the window, anyways. So,
2: that was just a scenario. You're
1: less likely to do it. To stop the snowball and let it keep rolling. I mean, in one just...
2: way you, if you're a good worker, you always progress. In, let's say in a company, it doesn't have. To, you don't have to be a, a bad employee employee to progress yourself up the company. Even though there's lots of competition, it might be really toxic. But there are some people who progress uh, positively up the company. But yeah. then when they get up there, it gets. You realize that it is a really toxic uh, way of. Let's say how the company um, deals the business. They really are probably part of drug dealing or they're probably they're part of oh, wait, wait, trafficking wait, wait. or probably they're part of uh, all like underpaying people. Let's say in Bangladesh as a clothing company, you underpay your employees there to transport the clothes here to Europe and then you sell it for like $200, dollars a shirt.
1: Can I can I be honest with you guys? We've decided How long have we spoken now? Like fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. I think like an hour. I think you guys are talking a lot of shit. <laughs> a lot of shit. And this, bro, is you don't I'm,
0: climb the corporate ladder without standing on a few heads, bro.
1: No, that's true. But I think you guys first you had the COVID thing, which is all based on conspiracies. I was we don't know. We were
2: talking about COVID. We want to give an example. No, we were
1: talking about COVID, and you now we're and now we're talking about you're saying that all companies like are part of drug deals i didn't
2: say i said let's put a hypothetical that you're growing into a company i didn't say companies i didn't say all companies i said let's say you're in a company you're working yourself up and then you end up finding out that they are part of scamming or like underpaying employee employees in bangladesh
1: okay but those employees wouldn't have work to go to if it wasn't for your company i know
2: but uh, you sell your shirts for three hundred dollars a shirt and you and you probably pay your employee 20 cents an hour
1: here's my thing with these if we're going to get into that sweatshop uh, discussion which we did in class i remember our first year here we talked about it yes the sweatshops are bad yes it's not fair that these guys were born into this destiny into this into this faith in nepal or bangladesh or wherever it may be but one thing that is reality is that these guys if they shut down the sweatshops wouldn't have work Wouldn't have a way of shutting it
2: down, though. Yes, it is. They could improve their working conditions. Can you imagine the guys who work in companies where their working conditions suck? No, that that's horrible. Then why can't you use the resources of the company to kind of improve working conditions in their countries?
1: Because people don't found companies to improve people's lives. They they found companies to make money. Yeah. No matter which way you twist it, that's the end goal not always unless I you're an NGO argue, unless you're Amnesty or UNICEF exactly then yes that's why I would argue with you
0: because there was a thing a little while ago with um, Elon and it was either Greenpeace or the UN one of the two and they said if Elon Musk gave up 5% of his wealth he could end world hunger or something like that some some, oh, radi- some ridiculous number right some ridiculously low on number Twitter. yeah it, it was on it Twitter it was last year right yeah it was on Twitter mm. And they said it was five percent or like whatever five billion or something like that or some random number. And Elon tweeted back and said, "If you show me the calculations of where every cent will go, I will give you the money needed to end world hunger." And then they went, "Uh, um, uh, um, yeah." Uh, and then they f- they choked. Yeah. And nothing came of it. So everything's just it's all just say, bro. Everything's just say. People just say things. The billionaires don't get taxed. Billionaires pay no tax. Tax the rich, like like do all of this ridiculous stuff that's not going to help anybody. Nobody cares about the people in Africa working in the coal mines, bro. Nobody cares, no. but they want to protest about it. They want to be angry about something, but they don't actually mean any of it. All these people that, that start these green companies or whatever, or most of them at least, it's all just greenwashing. People are just in it to make money. That's why, for me personally, I look up to Elon because he actually doesn't care about money. He's got all the money in the world. He could retire now and not do anything. But he is working towards something that he believes will better the human race. Mm. Electric cars, space travel, a chip in your head. Solar city, a chip in your head to solve diseases. Check out episode two, guys.
1: (laughs) And I'm not... No, it's four. And I'm not saying that everybody...
0: not all people are born alike right That's that's what makes us unique and we all have strengths and weaknesses and we got to play towards those and we got to figure it out as we go along but i i just f- feel like this overconsuming and and lying about everything everyone just lies politicians lie to get into power ceos lie to get into power we lie to get into jobs Everyone just lies. It's just lies, 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 lies. Like, when is it going to stop? Mm. Like When do we call upon this thing amongst each other and we're just like, okay, what are we trying to achieve here, guys?
1: What do we want to do? How do we want to move forward as a race? You know, one thing I don't understand is that China, there's a lot of intelligence that suggests that China have started cloning people. They're <laughs> Hell de- yeah, bro. <laughs> they're developing, they're developing te- technology to clone people and you're telling me that they can't build water and, uh, or they can't fix yeah. water for those without water in Africa. Yeah, running water. When they own pretty much, they own so many many areas of Africa. Yeah. If these problems were supposed to be fixed, this is, where would. I, this is where I agree with Thor. We have so much money in the world and so much technology and all these like, incredible people in power. So if they wanted to fix it, they would have it they fixed. Could. Yes, there would be maybe some challenges and difficulties between having a Chinese person collaborate with the Americans or the Japanese or whatever. But ultimately, if we wanted to have these bad things, these cruel destinies for people gone out of this world, it could have been gone.
0: Yeah.
2: That's where one thing like the world is missing is unity. Because with unity, the world will be so much in a better place. Yeah. But at the same time, right now, the world is, let's say, a level of competition yeah the better your country is doing the more money your country has the more weapons your country has is the more powerful it is and the more more it's looked upon but in one way it's like a whole competition game and in a competition you don't want to help out the other guy because you want to be on top of the other guy so it's like a whole like chain of like competition but if in one way i know it'll never happen it's gonna never happen it's never happened before it could happen how bro it's been like thousands of years and We've never been united. No, in one
1: way. Listen, people
0: will always fight because there's always someone that's more. There's m- someone that's more greedy
1: than the next person. This is true, but I think unity is going to happen organically through globalization. I don't think it's so. it's already happening. I don't think you unity think twenty years happen. ago would be possible for for us to sit here, guys that in are
0: in terms of the world getting smaller.
1: Yes, yes, but in terms of
0: everybody uniting as one people. And having... Because we, we know that communism doesn't work, right? Mm. We, it looks good on paper, but we know that it doesn't work. Yeah, Everybody gets equal opportunity. Everyone gets the same. doesn't matter what you do. You just play to your strengths. It doesn't work. It looks good on paper, but it doesn't work.
1: So for you, the only system that enforces unity is communism.
0: No, but you would have to have one leader, right? Just like the household, just like a country, just like everything. You need one leader... Someone that takes charge, someone that does it, does the tough things that everybody else doesn't want to do, right? You need someone to make decisions because otherwise we just have anarchy. And in terms of getting everyone united, look at Game of Thrones, bro. I know it's a fictional, like fictional books and stuff. It's not true, but people were willing to kill brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, whatever, in order to get the throne and that kind of stuff so in terms of getting world domination power people will do whatever it takes
1: i think tribalism is the biggest cause of disagreement in the world or conflict in the world tribalism not yeah.
2: tribalism it's like uh tribalism is tribes
1: yeah what do you mean by tribalism? if you look at humanity we're all a bunch of different tribes
0: I mean, like, you yeah, mean yeah, like different, different,
1: different cultures, different,
0: cultures uh, yeah. different ethnicities, that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Norwegians I mean, are one tribe. They stem from Vikings or yeah, whatever. But
2: Like in Kenya or South Africa, we, all, we have like 45 different tribes in one country. Yeah.
1: yeah. And don't they all have conflict or many of them have, have conflict? There is some kind, kind some of like
2: them. probably like competition who becomes a leader and which tribe has a president or something, yeah. but it's not like... Uh, f- it is a big problem, yeah,
0: I wouldn't lie, it is a big problem. I would love for the world to unite, right? If we all united things would get done so much quicker. And if and if the big people had good things planned for the little people, everything would work out fine, right? Because then the 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 coal miners in whatever ditch in whatever part of the world would not be getting paid peanuts. You know, they could go home to a nice house, be able to have a nice meal with a nice family and whatever. I understand that like that's how capitalism works and stuff. But on a larger picture, the the people with power do not want the little people to have any kind of, they want them to be desperate, right? Mm-hmm. They want them to have nothing. They want them to work until their hands and their feet bleed, that kind of stuff. And I would love for the world to get together as one people, as the human race. But I just, I don't think that unity will ever happen. The world's smaller, right? People are different from everywhere. Everywhere you go, there's different people from every other country. And that's great. But I, I just don't think that we would ever be able to unite
1: under like one thing. Here's my disagreement with you mm. is that all prejudice stems from heredity it's passed down to you yeah 100% i'm i'm
0: not saying we won't be able to unite as one people because of um because of skin color or or uh, or differences or cultural differences or anything like that i think i think i mean already we've made miraculous efforts to get to get together as one people because i think it's it's stupid to judge someone on the color of their skin yeah. or, or or where they were born or what kind of culture they follow. I think it's ridiculous. But in terms of becoming one people, you would have to report to one kind of, like someone in charge, right? There would always have to be someone in charge yeah, and other people to advise. And hopefully that person in charge wants what's best for everybody. And I just don't see that happening. Because if that person in charge wants what's best for everybody, they're not going to do what is necessary to get on top.
1: Okay, so one way I can relate to your point or slightly agree Mm. is that one thing we've seen historically is that when people revolt against one force, when people have to unite to overthrow one force, I mean, use the the Arabic spring as an example, Libya, Syria, or they tried to do it in Syria, it didn't work out. But whenever that happens, removing that one force is easy because everyone unites against that one force. So they have a common interest. They want to remove the leader, they revolt, and they overthrow him. But then as soon as he's gone, that's when all the problems arise. So in one way, I agree with you that once... Because there there has to be a bigger why. Why do we have to unite? Mm. So that I understand. But I think it's it's very pessimistic to say that we'll never be at a point where the world can can function as one. Because we don't know what's going to happen in 100 years, 150 years. If you told someone 200 years ago that I can be on one end of the world, I can be in fucking Peru and be in Russia the next day, do you think they will believe us? Probably not. Exactly. So we don't know, ultimately. Mm. I think for us to sit here and say that, oh, the world will never be... A united place the world will never be a good place is very pessimistic
2: look at it since the beginning of times the world has never been a peaceful place that's true
1: what do you mean there's never been a peaceful place
2: it hasn't been a peaceful place Can, uh, different societies different cultures different countries different peoples there hasn't been a time where all countries agreed and that's been that's like thousands of years that's what, true. Do, you, what do you think that another thousand years that will be different
1: well, we have a we have less wars than we did hundred years ago. We have less wars.
2: We have more of cold wars now, not like physical wars, but we'd have more of like sanctions wars, which is really, really, really like ongoing everywhere right now. Which
1: is great because if World War Three breaks out we won't have any more people, so there will be no danger of war. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but <you> know, <laughs> like a dog uh, room. Really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my point is that there has been less war in the last years.
0: But that that's just media media reported war there's a lot of there's a lot of places in africa that have
1: ongoing wars every day yeah know? but it's with sticks and stones so it's <laughs> 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 sticks, and stone. sticks and stones no, bro, they, they break your bones Not there's um i know for sure they don't fight wars in africa with sticks and stones because i've been stopped by police several times here when i've been in my car just random checks of course i don't speed i don't do that i'm a good i'm a good person <clears throat> and uh, you know they do they <laughs> they do the regular they go hey can i have the license please car registration okay you're good to go goodbye in africa they jump out of the car with ak-47s bro I'm not joking bro huge africa is a big continent Say the country south africa okay good we got stopped i was in a, I i was in an uber and police stops in the middle of nowhere bro out in the bush the police officers get I out And they have rifles i never seen <laughs> i never seen rifles like that before but I was scared shitless But it was just,
2: just weak You're born in Norway Privileged So it's different
1: So whenever a guy Stands and points an AK-47 At yeah, you man, And that's you, you get scared
2: life routine You're supposed to know you're not you better, to be a you better take
0: it like this Yeah bro <laughs> Put it against your foil. Yo what now huh What now Pull the trigger
1: Guys it has been a lot of fun I genuinely enjoyed Discussing these topics with you and uh, yeah, this has been Word for the Week. As always, I'm Adrian.
2: Thor. Melvin.
1: Bringing you weekly dose of street knowledge and life wisdom, one word at a time. Cheers, Facts. guys. Take
2: care. Walk one.
1: Love you all.